0: Coming up on Ibogaine Uncovered.
1: It's deep. And working with the psychologists as well, they asked me if it's okay to, to feel the sadness and to understand that I'm suffering, right? And I have suffering in me. And I do understand that. Again, I pride myself and watch out for the pride on not wallowing in victim consciousness. But, you know, you mm-hmm. got to watch out for the pride and standing on your tall horse and, and acting like, well, you know, I don't have that. But it was hard for me to admit the suffering because, you know, I don't want to play the victim. And they say behind the anger, there's this tremendous
0: sadness.
1: And it's and it's there, you know. And, and I'm, I'm grateful that you invited me on the podcast because I am still processing it. And
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I, I don't want to you know come up my ego doesn't want to come off like a sad sap (laughs) Mm. yeah the work is deep the work is deep so i'm still right in the middle of it so thank you
0: my name is amanda siebert and you're listening to ibogaine uncovered a podcast that explores the impact of one of the most powerful psychedelic medicines on the planet can ibogaine really get to the root of our trauma Join me as I ask practitioners, patients, researchers, and specialists about their experiences. Hello, and welcome to iBegain Uncovered. In this episode, I speak with Troy Casey. Troy is a holistic health practitioner and life coach who has spent the last 20 years helping people to eat, move, and feel better. Known as Certified Health Net on YouTube and Instagram, Troy is an authority on longevity and leading a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. He's also the author of Ripped at 50, a journey to self-love. We begin by discussing Troy's reason for undergoing Ibogaine treatment. As someone who lives a very healthy lifestyle, I ask the obvious question, why might someone like Troy seek out Ibogaine? Given his dedication to his work online, I ask about social media and vulnerability. Is there a difference between what people see on social media and what's going on in the background? We talk about Troy's goal of finding balance in a world where so much of what we consume works against our physical and mental health. I ask Troy how Ibogaine has helped him get out of his own way, and then we get into the nitty-gritty. How is anger manifested in Troy's life, and what might be at the root of it? We also talk about creating space for anger while learning to shed bravado and masculinity. In a world where we're being more encouraged to feel our emotions, anger is one we still have trouble with. Anger or rage issues are incredibly common, affecting about 10% of Americans pre-COVID. And after we've all suffered an extended period of isolation, the feelings we've suppressed are increasingly coming out in violent ways. Dealing with it can be a challenge. Troy's experience with Ibogaine sheds light on the inner battles that we face, and his response to it reinforces the idea that no human is ever finished their healing, or as Troy puts it, no one ever truly arrives, and having that belief can sometimes be our downfall. Troy, Casey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Where are you joining me from today?
1: I am in Sedona, Arizona. You can actually see the iron ore red rocks behind me. I lived up here for two years during the lockdowns, and my daughter's still up here. I'm up here to pick her up from school today.
0: Awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you for taking the time to join me. I'm really excited to chat with you because you come into this experience with a lot of different life experience. You know, you've been putting yourself out there online for a very long time, you've dedicated yourself to helping other people live a more healthy lifestyle through various social platforms. You know, you've written this book, you offer courses and coaching. And you said something when we spoke last week about technology and modern communication that I want to repeat because I really liked it. You said, this is how we're being gifted to change the world right now. And I sat with that because I think sometimes I fall into this pit of, oh, social media is such a downer, like it's bad for our mental health and it feels like a burden. And when you said that, I was like, that's a really nice reframe. So I wanted to ask you, what is the philosophy that has guided you to and through the work of helping people live more healthy lives?
1: Yeah, well, I think part of my philosophy is the dualistic paradox we find ourselves in are Taoist elements of yin and yang, masculine, feminine, anabolic, catabolic, inhalation, exhalation, and social media, it's that double-edged sword and these handheld devices that have electromagnetic radiation and frequencies. But Steve Jobs' vision was to bring a handheld computer into the everyman's hand so that person could change the world. And he has definitely gifted me with that visionary idea. And at the same time, I work to manage and balance the stress that it creates, not only through electromagnetic radiation and pollution, but also the way the platforms are designed, like video games and or slot machines for that dopamine hit. And so they are very addictive. And so I would pride myself or think I pride myself on, you know, going beyond that. I get on it when it's necessary. And I offer people inspiration. I'm like a human cheerleader, if you will. And I've been able to help as many people as I can. I've helped over 30,000 people eat organic food And I've helped a lot of people get off the couch and start moving their bodies with Qigong. I like to do live Qigong on on the internet. So it's been an incredible tool for me to help people and also plug in my talents and gifts. I spent many years training as an actor in Hollywood and doing commercial acting and as a model. And so, and I do believe we all have our unique gifts and the creator gave me whatever aesthetics and physique that has allowed me to show people a better way of living you know i was a model for fashion and clothing and you know even using my physique for imagery and propaganda around selling products and now i get to use that same imagery to go direct to consumer direct to my own audience and offer people information on how to take care of the human being body both physiologically psychologically and at a time when 9 out of 10 Americans are metabolically dysfunctional and 70% of the American people are obese or overweight and the food supply has been tampered with and poisoned and just really get people to have awareness. And my mission is to raise human consciousness and change all systems. And my vision is clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind. And so I'm here to change all the systems from farming to economy, banking, commerce, education, media etc. And I've got a little bit of a good little track record going and thank you for the social media platforms and and the technology. So it's that double-edged sword and I'm very grateful for that.
0: Thank you for sharing that. You said in a recent instagram video about your ibogaine experience that it shifted your consciousness in five days so you're someone who's incredibly focused on health you're very open about your journey about your spirituality someone who's sort of been a part of your journey and witnessed you might have the thought or might have the question why does someone like troy need to do ibogaine so i'm going to pose that question to you what sort of led you down to mexico to have this experience
1: well My invitation to myself and the people that follow me is always the invitation is to go deeper. I've realized in my spiritual studies, I sat 11 Vipassana courses, 110 days in in silence and meditation. And we've never arrived. And one of the biggest traps in the spiritual discovery realm is that we can get on our little high horse and be like, oh, yeah, you know, and I've studied this. I'm delivered from salvation right now from anything from finding Jesus Christ or having a God experience or an ayahuasca experience and coming into that. Oh, I've arrived and my shit no longer stinks. And (laughs) that's a big trap. And so I pride myself on not going there and definitely getting whatever medicine I need to wake me up from that arrival standpoint. And so I started working with ayahuasca in 2006 and a large portion of my youtube career you know was based on that i was working in the amazon with an herbal company and i came back and reported a lot of my findings down there and my experiences and working with the Shipibo and bringing all that herbal lore up to the forefront at a time when the rainforest is being cut down for natural resources oil lumber cash crops and with the visions i had of there of a deeper spirituality a deeper understanding of life on earth I I chose to bring that back to the forefront and really share my stories and share the stories of the rainforest and of these ancient plant medicines and then I heard Aubrey Marcus talking on Joe Rogan podcast probably I think around 2012 about iboga and I thought ayahuasca was kind of the mother of all plants and that is still part of the lore right that's the grandmother and then iboga and ibogaine is the grandfather and i heard this and i heard aubrey's dissertation on it and i thought wow and usually when it comes down to the ancient medicine the perennial wisdom of the indigenous. I've been working with Maori healers for 25 years. And when somebody told me that they step on you and they're 300 pounds and they use rocks and stones, and I was like, ooh, sign me up, where can I find them? And so where most people are just like, what? I don't wanna do that. Or sitting 10 days of meditation in silence. Well, I couldn't do that. You no, know, I'm like, hey, sign me up. I'm a glutton mm-hmm. for spiritual punishment. And so when I heard about Iboga 10 years ago, or so, I was like, yo, I know I'm going to do that. And, you know, the timing just wasn't right. I had children soon after my ayahuasca experiences. And I worked with that medicine in the Amazon. I didn't do a lot of ceremonies up in North America. I really wanted to do the medicine in the Amazon with the Shipibo and really have that experience. And so as I've developed spiritually, and I don't even think I've developed, I think the more I experience, the more I realize I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know anything. I'm so humbled just to be on this planet. And as much as I would have liked to go and study with the Bwiti and go to Africa, that's a big, you know, journey. And I really just was open to however it was presented to me and obviously working at beyond and uh, it was a clinical setting and my friend johnny the healer also worked with ibogaine and he works in baja mexico and he talked to me for many years because he works with a lot of the people in hollywood and i was living in la at the time and he wanted me to do holistic programs for the people that got out of that ibogaine experience Mm. down there with him so i was aware of it then and I think he invited me down there. The timing just wasn't right. And so when the timing came last month to work with it, I had said some pretty deep earnest prayers with God and asked him to communicate with me very deeply. And within a week, I was down there experiencing that medicine. Wow. And yeah, powerful, you know, watch out what you ask for.
0: You know, I've heard that story before from a few people, and it's similar to kind of the experience that i had with I began and the opportunity it just sort of happens at this right time and all of a sudden you find yourself in this place having this wild life-changing experience
1: yeah and i'd like to say to the addendum to that because there's so much especially with christianity and stuff and people are like oh you're not praying properly or that's not god and you don't need these things to go spiritually deeper and Everybody's got their two cents. And I try and stay out of the way and just watch out for the flow. Watch out for the rhythm. Watch out for actually what is happening right now. What is the reality as it is, not necessarily mm-hmm. the way I'd like it to be. And that was one of the messages I got reinforced by my meditation teacher in Iboga. And they say that mm-hmm. you know, it was an auditory hallucination for my teacher. And so... I worked with one of my friends, Megan Bell, who whose dad, Dr. Fred Bell, invented the satellite dish. And he has these pyramid technology necklaces. And she had given me a new necklace. And she asked me about a few things. And this led back to God. And, and she gave me some tips. And I was just like, I got on my knees. And it was so funny because next thing you know, there I am. I'm there. And it's like, I didn't really try to go... Down and do ibogaine. That was like presented, and boom, there I was, like grease lightning. There was no impedance whatsoever. And again, you hear from the Christians, "Oh, and you're doing it wrong, and you're not. That one's gone." And okay, whatever. I know reality and God to be what it is, not necessarily your head trip of what it isn't. And that was my experience, and I'm I'm still processing it in a huge way in this present moment, even. Oh, really. and, uh, How
0: long has it been now since you got back from Mexico?
1: I want to say it's at least two weeks. I, okay, think, so I, 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 yeah, I think I went down there on the 15th or something like that of March. So, right. yeah, I'm processing. I'm still mm-hmm. working on putting it all together and forgiveness and letting go. And, man, it's deep. And I'm working with the psychologists as well, they asked me if it's okay to, to feel... The sadness and to understand that I'm suffering, right? Mm-hmm. And I have suffering in me. And I do understand that. Again, I pride myself and watch out for the pride on not wallowing in victim consciousness, but you know, you mm-hmm. got to watch out for the pride and standing on your tall horse and, and acting like, well, you know, I don't have that. But it was hard for me to admit the suffering because, you know, I don't want to play the victim. And they say behind the anger, there's this tremendous
0: sadness
1: and it's and it's there you know and and i'm I'm grateful that you invited me on the podcast because i am still processing it and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i I don't want to you know come up my ego doesn't want to come off like a sad sap
0: Mm.
1: yeah the work is deep the work is deep so i'm still right in the middle of it so Thank you.
0: Well, I appreciate you being so raw and being so real. And this is like a really beautiful way of leading into my next question. You know, I read through a few comments on some of the things you posted recently, and several people said they'd never seen you so open and so vulnerable. Now, obviously, based on what you do, there's a certain level of openness and vulnerability that people have come to expect from you. But I want to ask, is there a difference between what people see, you know, Troy Casey, certified health nut, and what's going on in the background?
1: Well, again, I like to pride myself on being authentic mm-hmm. and being vulnerable and sharing with what what's going on with me again, without bitching, moaning, complaining, or playing the victim. And it doesn't always work out that way because I'm human, just like the rest mm-hmm. of us. But I don't share all my darkest moments. <laughs> I don't take I don't take the camera into the toilet bowl. <laughs> And so, even though I may talk about poop, which is a big part of health, I'm filmed sitting on the toilet
0: That's fair, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't like to be Debbie Downer, but I do also like to be Troy Casey, cosmonaut, reporting live from planet Earth. And what I've seen coming out of Ibogaine and maybe what some of my listeners and maybe because I'm so raw and still really processing and integrating the medicine is that I feel less of my histrionics and kind of my dog and pony show and like always having to entertain. I feel a little bit more centered and balanced. And I'm approaching 60 right now. So what worked in the past may not be working now. And Maybe I can offer a more centered, balanced, and I'm okay in rebranding and reinventing myself. I think that's a natural progression of art, and I consider myself an artist. And I like to have fun, and I like to be Mr. Entertainer, and I like to crack jokes, and I like to be aggressive and do karate kicks and my ecstatic dance, and I like all that stuff. And so maybe this will iron out into a more balanced, because that's that's what I'm after, is that Zen master in this lifetime, right? And more balance and peace and harmony, and less all that aggression, which is what I really saw for like an eight. It was like an eight-hour horror show of like death, destruction, Hitler, Genghis Khan, chopping of the head off, right, opening up the arteries, and blood pressure dropping and death and Mm -hmm. lynching and Stalin and just ah, just right the darkest deepest darkest like eight hours of that stuff and we're born and it's like oh the baby then we live and it's like ups and downs and then we die right and then we all die Mm -hmm. there's a lot of death and destruction and how we get natural resources and push people off their land and Marginalized people. And it's just, oh, and it, it was just like I had so much of that. And I was like, oh God. So I came out of it pretty raw. And the ayahuasca helped with that as well. And just seeing, you know, that's the history of my channel, right? Of really going, hey guys, I think we can do things a little bit better over here, right? I think we can mm-hmm. design some systems that are beyond oil and the petrodollar and the, the destruction. I think so. And I don't want to be naive Pollyanna and being some kind of leftist weirdo socialist, what people call me for my progressive ideas. But no, I think we can align with biomimicry. I think we can align with cooperation, with collaboration. I do believe the future is collaboration. I do also believe that the new currency is authenticity instead of this bamboozlement polished hollywood turd that goes take this poison and if you don't take it you won't get the girl right the sex (laughs) sells or selling with fear like if we don't go and kill these people now the mushroom clouds come into united states of america right and so we're playing advertising and news programs are all designed to meet us at the hormones and just this whole threat and i'm like i'm singing the song of like no, I think, guys, I think we could do, we could have peace and harmony. Heaven mm-hmm. on Earth is already here, right? We're Sitting in Sedona, Arizona right now, I'm here to tell you, I've been around the world 15 times. This place is pretty beautiful. And we operate at such a death and destruction level, and I'm like, can we find a little bit more balance in these mechanisms? And so, so this is what I struggle with, being Pollyanna and Utopian, mm-hmm. and then seeing what's in the world and bringing my children up, and having this own turmoil inside of me. So this is why I do the Ibogaine and then the intense psychedelics, because it's to unveil part of the mystery and or the illusion that we're selling ourselves to wake ourselves up, you know? And I got to couch it in positivity. Otherwise, again, I'm so afraid of playing the victim. Because I know we're powerful beings, right? I assume that we have tremendous gifts if we just get on with ourselves.
0: Yeah, I hear you on that. Get on with ourselves. That reminds me of something you said last week about how this experience has sort of helped you see and get more in touch with this need to sort of get out of your own way. And I think that's probably something a lot of people can resonate with. So I watched this uh, video that you recorded with Talia four days after your treatment and you talked about your heavy reactive patterns, dealing with anxiety, addiction to anger. Last week when we spoke, you called it an addiction to the polypeptides of anger to that reaction. Now there's a lot of things to be angry about in this world. You just talked about a lot of them and sometimes anger gets a bad rap. It's obviously a valid emotion, but expressing it can be incredibly tricky. It's also something that, you know, post COVID, post this crazy upheaval, There's, I feel like there's more of it. I don't know about you, but in, in my corner of the world, you know, people seem a lot more angry, more upset, just not at peace. And I think there's another way you put it last week. You said, our souls are being dredged. And I like that. Now, let's talk about this in your life. How has anger manifested in your life?
1: Well, I did some research when I brought my son into the earth plane and I, I wanted to have the most holistic presentation to bring him in to kind of do things a little bit different so i did some research and my mother was knocked out on drugs cold for my brother and me and i was pulled out with the forceps or like head scoops mm-hmm. kind of thing that they put in the vagina and i watched that on there was old navy videos on how that was done doctors trained to do that and It kind of made sense. And my parents were also fighting, fist fighting while I was in the womb. And again, financial stress or just, I I don't know. I think men-women relations in the modern world, again, does utopia exist? Have we always had these warring divorce rates are so high i i I don't know but there was a lot of angst when i was in the womb so i and i get pulled out of my mom's vagina (laughs) i came out fighting baby i have this righteous and understanding of justice and like i don't think we should really mow people over and abuse people and hang them and lynch them and displace them from their lands and so i just think i came out fighting and then i went to school right and then you've got these authority figures and subsequently i've studied recently from the milgram institute in the 60s with the cia that 67 percent of people will kill you if an authority figure tells them to do so right so look this up if you have any questions about that oh, only third, only 33 percent. stanley milgram experiment only 33% of the people have an inclination to do the right thing. And so it makes sense because when I was in school and then I hear the teachers and and I'm a pretty intelligent person. My, My mom had my IQ tested when I was young and it was quite high. And so I'd be in school and I'd start questioning the teachers and then they'd give me some kind of answer, like sit down and shut up. And I just didn't take that very well. And so I got kicked out of every school that I ever went to. And again, I don't know where the roots and the seeds of this anger come from except for what I'm explaining right now. In my Ibogaine experience, the, does it go deeper? Is it in the DNA? Did my ancestors fight in these World War II, World War One, these unjust wars? Because let's face it, the bankers have been f- funding both sides of the war since Napoleon. Right. And did we have it in us before that? Yes. And so I just keep asking the question, can we find a better way? And so I've had this angst inside of me and it has affected relationships, both business and love relationships. That's why I spent many years practicing the Vipassana meditation was to heal at the root level and I think like my meditation teacher would talk about the sensations that are always, the, rea- the chemical reactions that are going on in the body, the sensations that are going on in the body. They're happening at all times. And the question is, are you aware of it? So the mosquito bites you at night. You scratch it all night long, but you're still asleep. The alarm clock rings in the morning. You're dead asleep, right? But it still tickles the inside of your ear. So we're never ultimately asleep. It just depends on the depth and the level of your awareness. And I would blindly react to whatever reactions were going on inside of me. Now, again, from whether my nervous system was jacked up from as a child and the conditioning there, and or is it in the DNA? And this is some kind of epigenetic expression. And so I look at that, and, but I also look at what I want in life, which is peace, right? That's my clarion call to the universe, to my own soul's growth, is peace and harmony. And so the question is, is can I, I attain it? And at what level, right? Because I have a lot of peace in my life right now, right? I do have a certain level of it. And at the same time, I still have my challenges you know, with my ex-wife and I've created a lot of disharmony over there that I get to reap the benefits for my own spiritual growth, right? So it's this whole quest to iron that out and find more peace and harmony in my life. And I saw what the bleep do we know came out like 2008 or something like that. And this had the polypeptide situation and how we react to, I think Deepak Chopra talks about as well, we have 70, 80, 90,000 thoughts per day and most of them are negative and like a large percentage of them we thought yesterday as well. So it's this whole looping of you know who we are, instead of you know we go in and out of consciousness thousands of times per second. The quantum physicists talk about, and so why can't we be renewed? But we're still stuck with these biochemical reactions and structures. And and again, back to no victim. So is this the spiritual journey as the human being and the learning lessons that we're here to create on planet Earth? And so I just asked myself the deeper questions. So did that answer your question? Mm-hmm.
0: It absolutely did. I wanted to ask you about something that you alluded to earlier, this sort of horror living inside of you relative to this anger that you've experienced. What did you mean by that? And I guess what did I Ibogaine show you as it relates to these heavy reactive patterns that you've seen in your life?
1: Well... I'm making assumptions. I'd like to talk to Rick Doblin from Maps or something. Maybe he'd have more insight or something, you know, somebody that's a little bit more on the researching aspect of it. But look, if I've got these strong reaction patterns in me, and then for eight hours I see this horror show, I'm assuming that vibration and that element lives inside my A nervous system be DNA and maybe this is my aggravation because if everything's an inside job and this is what I go through for eight hours because please share with me if you know what, what are the visions that most people see? Is it all hell? I know Aubrey Marcus said he went through like arduous experience and then like towards the end, they took this whole file out on pornography and just like really grilled him on it and stuff. Yeah, I didn't have that experience, but I'm curious what other people experience for the deeper spiritual work or even for the addiction element. And so I'm just thinking if this horror show really lives inside of me on any level, then is that what I'm reacting to? Because I have these blind reactions. I can be triggered emotionally and I can go from zero to a million in tongue lashing, cutting your head off Tourette's syndrome. Like anger. And so mm. like, where does that come from? Where does that blind rage come from? And what, do I, what am I attracting? So if you that vibration lives inside of me, you know, what other experiences am I attracting that I have, you know, these reactions, you know, or maybe everyone keeps their anger so quiet and they keep that in the closet and anger is a valid emotion, right? And anger mm. is a gift, right? It can cut through the fuckery and the bullshit real quick.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You shared with me last week that you grew up on the street and that, you know, at the time, this style of masculinity and bravado, it was something that served you. But you mentioned that it's not serving you in the same way now. And you mentioned earlier, you know, that you were you were faced with this question by your psychiatrist at Beyond. Can you admit that you're suffering? Can you really feel that? And you, you'd said, I want to act like I have it all together. So what does it feel like to face that part of yourself, to feel like you're shedding that bravado and masculinity? Is it changing form?
1: Well, I think there is power and strength and vulnerability. And I think that we have been trained to mask that in our society and to be able to cry and have a deep cry because you hear... From the spiritual circles or a psychology that you know underneath the anger is sadness and you're like that's great and i'd love to have a good cry but (laughs) i'm too busy trying to act like i got it all together and so to be down there and be vulnerable and be probed by a question by these psychologists and i'm not sure if brandon and antonio are psychiatrists because that denotes drugs i
0: might have myself Misspoken, yeah. Psychologists Psychologists
1: are a little bit more holistic that will just probe you with questions. And psychedelics have been likened to 10 years of therapy overnight. And I definitely think it's there. And coupled with a good therapist, they're going to probe you and listen. And God, how many people in today's day and age actually have the ability to sit there for a minute or two or three or five to just listen to someone without saying something? And so the tears started falling and it felt so fucking good i mean it was like shit man it felt good and i want it all to flow naturally like i don't have a problem with expressing my anger and i do think that requires an outlet even if that's a punching bag or screaming into a pillow or my own closed doors in my house with nobody around i think that hellfire does need to be expressed i'd rather have it expressed than internalized with ulcers or abuse, family abuse, or, uh, or even self abuse, which is drug addiction and alcoholism and all that stuff. Right. I'd much rather have that stuff out of me than in me. Right. And so I've learned to accept my anger, you know, in the past, it's just that it can be such a destructive force. So I'm very interested in channeling it at the highest level and, if it is driven by the sadness, then of course I want the sadness expressed, you know? And again, back to that bravado and real men don't cry and all the programming that we have around it as well. And there's a part of me that, you know, really wants to go get through it. So I'm just not a basket case on camera and sharing it with my audience as well. And I'm prepared to process it and go through it, but Yeah, it's deep. And, you know, the facility over there what Tom and Talia is running at Beyond, you know, it's so professional and heart-based because they went through their own experience as well. And, uh, you know, they keep it super high level. So it was extremely valuable because I know working with the ayahuasca, especially in the Amazon and working with indigenous healers as well, they're going to set you to be on your own and deal with it and process it. And that's really a good part of the medicine. And I think that's great if we were all living back in nature, but we're not. And the Western mind kind of wants to know, right? It's curious. It's like, well, what about this? Or what about that? And then they you juxtapose that to your conditioning and society at large. And so it's really good to have professionals. Antonio and Brandon are such incredible heart-based Brothers and psychology—they're professionals. I really, I really appreciate those guys, and so and they were able to probe me with the right questions. And and look, man, I'm not addicted to drugs, right? I'm not on Suboxone or heroin. I'm not struggling with alcoholism. And they've got you know medical doctors there monitoring them as well. And I think it's all super, super handy. So I'm grateful for all that. Did I answer your Mm. question?
0: hmm Yeah, you did. So I've spoken on this show before with a few people about this, and that's the reality that awaits you when you return home from Ibogaine. <laughs> Reintegrating into regular life can be really hard. So you've said that Ibogaine has sort of helped you to slow down a lot, but that it can be hard for you not to move fast. What's it been like stepping back into the world post-Ibogaine? Do you feel better equipped to deal with what's on your plate?
1: I do. And that's only really gonna come out in the moment when you're dealing with life, right? You're participating in life. And I have slowed down. I am more methodical. I've had two or three conversations with my ex-wife that we've had extreme challenges in the last couple of years. And I was able to listen to her more without reaction and escalation which i think was healing as well for her i mean she's got to get her stuff out as well and instead of arguing with her providing an atmosphere that she feels she can express Mm -hmm. herself i think that's there i'm determined to find peace in that relationship i'm super determined and it's kind of a good litmus test psychedelics have helped us in the past ayahuasca in particularly. But you know, obviously integration, you know, and you get back to regular life and your patterns are there and the same challenges are there. And so you can fall back into your to your patterns and my patterns and myelination of my nervous system is there. So I can only pray that it really translates. My question to you is, Mm -hmm. is, because you're a researcher and a journalist, do you see long lasting changes with clients and people that revel in in these deep psychedelics do you see huge transformations because you still got problems it's the third dimension
0: Mm -hmm. totally that's a great question i actually spoke about this with a researcher a a couple episodes ago his name's thomas kingsley brown he's an advisor to beyond and he's done some research on the long-term effects of ibogaine and Obviously, you mentioned integration with those pieces in place, with support. People have had long-term effects and benefits from these kinds of experience, but that's you know, all couched in the importance of community support and doing the work outside of the experience because I think a lot of people get caught up in this idea of psychedelics are a one and done. I'm going to you know, have this experience and come home and life's going to be great. No, so much has to do with a lot of the other work that is being done. But to answer your question... Yes, I would say that a lot of people do have long-term benefits from an Ibogaine experience. I think for folks who may not see that, that might have something to do with intention, that might have something to do with support systems before and after an experience. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, only time will tell. I've done enough Mm -hmm. spiritual work, psychedelics. I've been working on refinement of my own shortcomings or you could call it my soul's path, or your curse is your gift, if you want to have a Taoist perspective. I've been working on this for 20 years, and I know way better to go, hey, I've arrived, everybody. (laughs) My Mm. shit no longer stinks. I know better than to toot that horn, and yet I still feel a certain octave shift, if you will. Yeah, only time will tell. Only time will tell. And I'll be reporting live from planet Earth about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Because I'm an author myself, I wanted to ask about your book, RIP to 50, A Journey to Self-Love, which is described as the owner's manual for the human body as a temple and spiritual spacesuit. When I read that, I was like, yes, this is great. What are some of your non-negotiable daily habits for living a healthy life in a world gone toxic?
1: Yeah. That's a great question. Sleep. Don't mess around with your sleep. Optimize your sleep.
0: How much sleep do you like to get?
1: Well, I'm kind of a nine hour guy. That's kind of gotten a little weird in the last couple of years just because of my own challenges, waking up, anxiety, and waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah. I just, I had some challenges, but I'm traditionally like a nine hour guy. So I like a nap in the afternoon. I like good nine hours of deep rest like to tape my mouth shut sometimes and make sure I'm getting really good rest. Get to bed before 10 is best. Quiet room, dark room. Yeah, other non-negotiables organic food. I just went up to the spring in Sedona and got spring water, you know, the purest water I can source. I have a molecular hydrogen machine at my house. I have a structure vitalizer. Vortex machine at my house. I I, I like as pure water as I can get. Organic nutrition, I work with an herbal and, and nutrition company. Now all organic, farmland, that's very important. Also, as a health coach and someone who helps people, it's imperative that I have this organic and herbal company that I work with. I've been working with herbs for 33 years. I've been working with fasting and juicing. And so offering people options So my business has to be aligned with my lifestyle. So offering people organic options to help them consistently being aligned and affiliated with farms and other nutrition and other good sources of healing. I promote Beyond, of course, because they helped me. I've been working with a center in the Amazon for many years. I also worked with Rhythmia. They helped me and my family. And so I do promote Psychedelics in the best setting. I see a lot of people do doing psychedelics out there in the world, and I like to send people to the most authentic places as possible, so that they're safe and they've got good service. And so my business has to be aligned with my values: organic food. I have to move my body every day, and usually pretty much all day. (laughs) I drove up to Sedona today. It's four hours round trip, so. I went to the gym this morning. I have you know bicycles and I ride regularly. So those are non-negotiables. Uh, prayer, meditation, breath work, I love those. I try to get those going every single day and make sure. I also like to practice awareness and mindfulness as a living meditation. And that's why I like to move all day. Movement meditation, stay out of my mind and into my body. Mm -hmm. i know that my relationships are very important that's why i work on my deeper emotional energies anger and so i like to love on my children and tell people that are in my life that i love them and express that and nature is a non-negotiable i must get grounded every day i have stone floors and my i have a grounding mattress and so i i live pretty electromagnetically as much as possible you know i got to get out in the nature i got to get on the trails these are all super non negotiables. If I feel like shit because of anxiety or something I'm going through, mm-hmm. and I've been processing a lot of stuff. Anybody else out there in cyberspace going through a lot of stuff recently? <laughs> the astrology yep. for planet Earth is through the roof, man. Things that haven't been replicated since our biggest civil war, revolution, Great Depression like it's all been going on for these last three years. And so I've been going through a lot. I wake up early in the morning. Or five in the morning, you know, sometimes not even good sleep, and then I, I got to start breathing, getting into a cold shower. Cold showers. is no, one of my saves, yeah. yeah. It's therapeutic, and cold shower is not a non negotiable, but I do it most days just because I can't function without it. I'm a mm-hmm. mess, and I don't want to be a basket case out, out in the world, I want to be of service. And so those are my non-negotiables. And obviously having money in my pocket and for my family is very important. So I work earnestly in business and as an entrepreneur. And as much as I don't love a lot of the sales and marketing techniques, I've been working to build my business to be as authentic as possible as a magnetic. I like to use magnetic marketing, like come and get it if you want it. You know, I got it. I got this, whatever I'm exemplifying. I'm in the health and fitness world and the amount of people that are on steroids and have all sorts of medical drugs that lot. they're on. Yeah, it's like, and so, so to compete with that. And so so I study entrepreneurialism, marketing, how to protect my money, study common law, knowledge applied is power, knowledge is power. So I do my best to just study as much as I can in business and finance and without driving myself neurotic it's crazy you know because you think like if i want to buy a new car do i have to become a mechanic too to own it but you know with the amount of theft in this predatory capitalism world and you know you get some success and uh, people come out of the woodwork and like lawsuits it's like you really got to understand how to protect yourself in this weirdo world that we live in and so that gets a little exhausting and frustrating too. And yeah, those are my (laughs) (laughs) non-negotiables. I'm determined to be successful in all aspects of life.
0: I mean, I bet those tools, those non-negotiables, they've been helpful for you through the integration process. But has there been one thing that sort of stood out to you that's been particularly helpful in integrating Ibogaine? Maybe it's ice plunges. I saw you were doing some of those in Mexico. I love the ice bath also. I think that's such a such a powerful way to bring you into the present moment, into your body, into sensations.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that has been my medicine for the last five or six years. I do that a lot with my men's work as well. Men love it. You know, it's Mm death-defying. And so I would say the number one integration tool for me is something I've been doing for 33 years, which is fasting and herbal medicine and juice fasting and juicing. I was back maybe a half week or so, And one of the practitioners that I work, this energy healer that I work with, actually, funny enough, he comes from the addiction community in Malibu. He does energy work. It's the only one accepted by the, I think it's called Healing Touch energy work. It's the only one accepted by the AMA. So he was able to get that insurance money. People don't understand really how the medical system works. It's all subsidized, right, by our tax dollars. It's not like you get sick and then you get to go see a doctor for cheap. It's like everybody's paying for that. So anyhow, these facilities in Malibu, they're $90,000 a month and they use all sorts of pharmaceutical drugs. People get on Suboxone and bigger problems over there. But anyways, he worked at Passions and other facilities in Malibu and so he worked on me one night, it helps me integrate everything. It's like I liken his work to like having a shirt ironed out. It makes it nice and crispy. And so are nice and smooth. I've been working with him for a decade and I work remotely too. And you think, oh, that's a bunch of spiritual woo-woo and stuff. (laughs) I feel like a Mm -hmm. champ when I'm done with them. And then he's always giving me good messages. And then he goes, be good if if you did like a liver flush or a cleanse. And, you know, this is something I've been doing for 33 years, usually a couple times a year. And I hadn't done one in a while because I've been intermittent fasting. And I did that. I did a juice cleanse. I work with this ultimate lifestyle transformation that I work with. And I did that. And within like five days, I felt so much better and integrated. And I still have my problems and challenges that I went down there with. I just felt that there was a much better clearing. And now I'm back on solid food and... I might go back and do another cleanse because that really did help me integrate and feel better. It just, to go without is to go within. And when you don't have the weight of digestion Mm. and calories, I just felt cleaner and lighter and able to more process more information.
0: Mm, I like that. To go without is to go within. I have one last question for you. In my research for this interview, I learned that your name, Troy, means foot soldier. So what are you fighting for post-Ibogaine?
1: I am fighting for the future of humanity and the evolution of human consciousness or the evolution of consciousness. I think we can create a world of beauty and harmony and peace for everyone. Part of my vision is clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind in my lifetime. If you don't understand equitable systems, let me take you to a cobalt mine in Africa where little children take the cobalt out of the earth, and that's where your phone powers up on or let's go to afghanistan syria libya iraq let's go to these war-torn countries venezuela number four producer of oil on planet earth ecuador where the schwarz land were poisoned number five producer of oil on earth peru number six libya number nine you know let's call forth tesla technology and dream the impossible dream free energy harnessing cold fusion free energy zero point technology electrogravitics some form of technology and understanding that built the egyptian the mayan the incan gobekli tepe you know what's going on here i just postulate that we can do things a little bit differently and everyone should be able to experience the powerful vortex energy that's here in Sedona Arizona right there are energy spots on that we've just been dumbed down we've been poisoned we've been energetically dumbed down and we've been distracted to do a bunch of stuff like the hypotenuse and square root of pi like who fucking cares right i mean if you're a if you're a mathematician okay but if you're just your average kid going to school you really need that how about growing some food how about drawing a picture Like I sent my kids to Waldorf school and nothing is more, more beautiful. And Rudolf Steiner was a living master and he invented biodynamic farming. And like, how about we just study that? How about if we just develop in those directions? The hellfire we created is, I mean, it's okay. It's life on earth is fun. It's nice having this car to cruise around in, but I think we can do better. (laughs) I know we can.
0: (laughs) Totally. I think that's a great place to end it. I, w- I would like to agree with what you've said that we can definitely do better. There's much to be desired, but I think what you put out in the world really gives people a lot to think about, a lot to consider. And you said as above, so below. I think it starts with one. If you can plant the seed in one person and they can share that idea with another person, then... Maybe it's not all
1: so bad. Yeah, and that's the essence anyway. of what my book is about. If we all just take care of our own real estate, and I gave you the roadmap for it, nine pillars of health, seven mm-hmm. factors of stress that destroy health, five detoxification pathways that restore health. If we all just have that roadmap and then we, we sweep our own side of the street, the world will instantaneously be a better place. And I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking do the best you can. But there's the roadmap, and the more we can have those non-negotiables, everybody realizes, oh, all right, well, my real estate is attached to the real estate next door and the real estate to the all. Okay, so it's my responsibility to definitely take care of my real estate and then start to work outward for the community, for the tribe, and build that way. But just first take care of your own real estate. And the human body needs organic food human body needs movement human body needs pure water or you're going to have the metabolic dysfunction that we see in the world today
0: thanks so much Troy. it's been so wonderful and if you do head back down to beyond i would love to chat with you again afterwards
1: i'm coming back that's for sure
0: sweet awesome you've been listening to ibogaine uncovered if you enjoyed this episode You can subscribe on Spotify and Apple, leave a review, or share it with your friends. This podcast is brought to you by Beyond and produced by Eamon Armstrong, mixed by Trevor Coulter, and edited by Ariel Villafane. Beyond is the world's premier network of medically-based ibogaine treatment facilities for addiction, depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Beyond's mission is to help people end chemical and behavioral dependency and to end the suicide epidemic with psychotherapeutic treatment and psychedelic plant medicine innovation. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It does not constitute medical advice and does not necessarily reflect Beyond's views on mental health treatment or personal development. For inquiries and further information, please visit beyondibegin.com and make an inquiry using the web form or email beyond at hello at com.